Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining us on the show is Tony Cottenden from Top Condition PT, located over in Kent, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, Tony. How are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Doing pretty well today. Thank you for asking. And Tony, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today to uh, learn more about, you know, what you have going on over at your gym facility, you know, over in the UK, because, you know, I always like to see the differences between how us US gym owners, you know, function differently, you know, compared to UK gym owners. But um, before we dive into the business side of things, why don't you share with our listeners the inspiration behind becoming a you know, current gym owner. All good. Uh, how far are we going back? I'm quite an old person. So from the, from the day you opened up your doors. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, I was actually a part, well, I was actually a full-time prison officer. Um, but then was in the PE department of the prison service. Uh, and then in, back in 2014, I thought I'd venture in, um, to a hobby. It was only ever meant to be a hobby, a side yeah. hobby, a bit of a, bit of extra income to pack the wallet out shall we say mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought you know what i'm all qualified why am i not serving people why am i not helping people got a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge to share um so yeah i ventured into personal training um 2014 uh, got a little studio for my garden out in the back of my garden it's only like a little 10 by 14 yeah um you know feet in uh, for <laughs> you americans um so yeah, then 2014 started doing part-time personal training, um, took off far, far better than I thought it ever would. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2016 went full-time PT, jacked the job in, um, for the prison service. Uh, yeah. And then never looked back after that, um, upgraded my garden shed to a, a slightly bigger garden building, shall we say back in 2017. Um, and then, uh, 2020, uh, left the, no, 2019 left the garden shed behind and moved into a facility. There we go. That's a uh, nice background there. And I find that interesting because, you know, when I was in university, I studied criminal justice to become a you know prison guard or a police officer. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, you know, now I'm, you know, getting my certification for nutrition too. So it's like, wow, we have very similar pathways here. Um, a very cool background story. So, you know, with that, why don't you share, you know, the best part so far about being a, you know, facility owner and the most challenging part so far? Um, best part uh, was actually just, like I just said, it was only ever meant to be a hobby. Um, always been someone that's just loved being active in general, all kinds of things, not just kind of gym style um, exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually to use to use a hobby to, to go into something that I can actually earn money from and be quite profitable from, um, is actually obviously a really good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a, there's, there might've been one day in the past nine years that I've like, Oh, this is hard work. Um, but very, very rarely. Um, I still see it as something that I'm very, very honored to do have a job that I absolutely love and get paid to do. Um, so I think that's, that's probably my, my one thing that I absolutely love about it. 
the other side is just um, one man band is hard work. Um, obviously, up until uh, last year, uh, if I was to take leave, then uh, gym closes. If I was to be ill, gym closes. Um, if I need some marketing done, I need to do it myself or I need yeah. to pay someone to do it. Um, if I need to do my taxis, I need to pay someone to do it or I need to learn how to do it myself. Um, so yeah, just that whole learning process of, you know what, I was a, I must have been an above average PT from growing a business to the point where I did need to expand. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I was an above average businessman. Um, mm -hmm. I was probably, a, I was probably a below average businessman. <laughs> um, and yeah, just trying to get up to bang average is pretty hard going. So, um, yeah, being a PT running a business are two completely separate things. And I think it's really, you need to be aware of that, um, because it can be quite, um, quite daunting road to head down. Yeah. And, you know, with that, us fitness people, we come into this industry to serve people and, to, you know, work out, train, eat the certain foods. But as you said, when it comes to running an actual business, it's a complete and total different ball game, which a lot of us are kind of like, oh, wow, didn't expect this. Oh, my goodness. I thought I was to be told to train people, make a lot of money. It's like, well, it's kind of the opposite if you don't know how to do it right. Um, 100%. So let's dive into the business side of things here. So why don't you share with our listeners, you know, an elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer to your members? Yeah, cool. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with our main products that we we've, we typically run 70% of the time. Um, and that is small group personal training. Um, we offer maximum coach to client ratio of uh, one coach for four people. Mm -hmm. um, and there could potentially be up to eight people in a session. So two coaches for eight people. Um, yeah. So we kind of pride ourselves on, even though you're sharing a session, um, mm -hmm. classes are very personalized to you. Um, they're not like your generic. Everyone does the same exercise. Uh, mm -hmm. Everyone lifts the same amount of load. Um, we try and serve those clients as best we can offer as much value outside of the gym as well. We obviously being in the industry, you know, that, people can come along to the gym and hammer themselves three, four times a week. Yet actually, if nothing changes beyond the hour, two hours, three hours you spend in the gym, then you actually, you're not actually going to see the, the beneficial changes that you want to see. Um, so we offer like a holistic approach, shall we say weekly check-ins, um, give that accountability factor, um, some community stuff uh, outside to, to get people involved and build that kind of community vibe in the gym as well. Um, yeah, so even though it's just a gym, shall we say, um, yeah, we try and utilize as much as possible, offer as much value as we can. So, hmm. yeah, it sounds like it's more of kind of like a studio concept in a way, cause you're like having that personalized training aspect rather than just like bringing the members in, just letting them like free for all on the, on like the equipment and just doing what they want. Um, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Everything's programmed. Um, everything's given like a program at the moment it's like a 12-week program um all exercises are there coached demoed rep ranges given um assessing load um seeing how they do from that so um yeah so it, honestly i would i would say it's as good as one-to-one -one pt um mm. you're just sharing the gym yeah and just a little better on the revenue side too um 100%. <laughs> so 
mainly the small group personal training with roughly, you know, uh, four, well, like one to four, four to one ratio there. So with that, how many, you know, clients are you serving right now? Uh, so on the books at the moment, um, I would say with, I'll, I'll add my one-to-one clients onto this as well. I, I actually don't, this again, know your numbers and I actually don't know my numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, with current trialists at the moment, I think we're up to 75. Um, so uh, I would say like from industries around it, it's not that busy uh, or <laughs> not that big of a facility, um, but it's serving the role that I need it to serve. So Yeah. And what is the size of the facility? Uh, it is just under, oh, let me try, I'm going to just try and convert this to feet really quickly. Cause obviously you guys won't have a clue otherwise. <laughs> Complete. So a lot of different measurements <laughs> in the countries. Uh, so yeah, it's about just under a thousand square foot. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. 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 So a smaller facility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say like we've got four squats racks with yeah a little mini cable machine and uh, a couple of bits of cardio equipment skier assault bike yeah yeah um, yeah there's yeah. enough to uh, get a good workout in and uh, make sure your clients are getting served well that's exactly it yeah there we go so let's just like future pace 12 months from now you know january 11 2024 where do you want this gym facility the facility to be you know more members more revenue you know more services what does that look like for you in your mind uh always torn about this um forever in that kind of limbo of push on um or step back um yeah. tough call right um again i want to have some work-life balance as well so um i think trying to get some of the one of my obviously dylan my part-time member of staff um just to some increase in hours so maybe take some workload away from myself on the actual shop floor shall we say yep um and then yeah i might be able to work on the business a bit more that side of things um yeah slowly and i do say slowly like i don't um i don't actually pay for marketing advertising so just i've organically grown these past nine years yeah um so just carry on growing one or two clients at a time and then just keep hold of my current client base. And then that's how I've grown. So, um, yeah, so um, I reckon if I could be by let's say the end of 23, uh, cause we're at the start now would be, uh, if we can get to 85 members, I would say that's us topping out at what we offer right now. Um, yeah. And then assess business after that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's, I mean, that's not, doable uh obviously um i'm not too sure how the us is doing over there from a um economic point of view um but currently UK going through, it's yeah, currently the uk are going for a bit of a cost of living crisis so mm-hmm. um sometimes it's actually take a step back and go if i even can maintain this year that would be a success so mm-hmm. um yeah um somewhere in between maintaining and a very small and limited growth would i'll be very pleased with awesome and yeah, I was going to ask about the marketing things, well, side of things, but I'm, you know, kind of you're like more curious now since you want to, you know, bring in a smaller amount of people and, you know, really retain. So what kind of ideas have you thought of to get the most out of your current membership base? Because obviously it's easier to not sell, but, you know, have your current members buy more from you than it is to get a cold lead from somewhere 
outside, you know, to buy a program. So what kind of ideas yeah. have you thought of? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, also like, yeah, client retention is far more important than actually client recruitment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, like, I think it's the whole leaky bucket, um, analogy isn't it it's like actually uh, if you've got a lot of uh, holes in your bucket and you just keep filling that it's just going to keep emptying so mm-hmm. if you can serve your current client base really well and they're impressed then actually like client lifetime value um from a kind of money point of view is actually going to be far far more than if you can just get loads of people through the door and then they leave after two or three months yeah um so i think um yeah, just trying to get that average spend, lifetime spend up from client, current clients is huge. And then obviously just try and seek referrals from those guys. Um, yep. Just like, actually, I, I really, so right at the start of my kind of personal training career, I used to train anyone and anything, shall we say. Like literally no niche, like um, kind of everyone who contacts me, I was desperate for. Um, and actually uh, there was some people in there that I just didn't kind of, yeah they weren't who i wanted to train um they were your ideal client yeah yeah exactly that and hey i think honestly like people can hammer that and say oh no you just need to focus on your ideal client but when you're starting out like that's that's not something you can do i feel like you need to build a client base before you Mm. do that um obviously we want to earn money so sometimes it's you you can't be picky um but right now i would say i i the, the clients that i'm serving are actually exactly who i want to train um they're cool people uh everyone gets on really good community um everyone's really supportive um so yeah got a real good client bank from that point of view so actually if these people bring in people that they know they're not going to be too far amiss of the people that i want to train um Mm. so actually their their recruitment their kind of referrals are going to be bringing people that i actually want to train Mm. um rather than actually like almost trying to siphon out some of the people um these people joining up two three months and actually yeah it's not a bit of me i wanted a six pack in 14 days so mm-hmm. um yeah so I, I think current client bank can attract the kind of people that i want to train so just try and use that as much as you can referral systems um again like i think on our um on our 28 day challenge that we do to mainly like push our sales up, shall we say, to get people actually intrigued in the first place. Uh, I think even after the first kind of week, we're like sending out a message saying like, we'd love to have someone who's very similar to you on board. Do you know anyone else that would like to uh, like come and join uh, if you've enjoyed it so far? So like Mm -hmm. soon as possible, like you're asking for people to, to start giving you people as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do want to edify the word of mouth because, you know, let's just say you do that 28 day challenge there, you reach out to the client and they bring someone else. And that means that you're doing a great job with the training. So it's like the service is there, the fulfillment is there. So it's now like, all right, let's get some more people in. Let's keep, you know, serving more people. Um, But obviously like, as you said, like you really want to focus on the, you know, lifetime value of each member. So you know, what kind of, you know, strategies are you going to implement, you know, this year to really get the most out of each member, especially in this, you know, economic time period? Yeah. And so we make it really easy for people to upgrade membership. So um, like literally at the click of a button, it's like, Hey, right. This is the current member, your membership you're on. Like you could, uh, if you want to train more frequently, you'll probably get more value out of our gym. So mm-hmm. if we can just sneak out, like our lowest membership is uh, 119 pounds and our top membership is 179 at the moment. 
So if we can get a few more people going from 119 up to 179, then actually like you don't need to market for more people. You're just getting more money out of the people that you're actually currently serving. Um, mm -hmm. been, been having a chat recently, actually, with a couple of, again, a couple of my business owner clients. Um, probably going to get hopefully some form of shop stroke vending machine. So it's an easy spend. I've got a shop next door that I personally spend at least about seven or eight pounds a day in sometimes. And I'm like, why the hell am I doing that? Like, if, even if I just bring in some products that are quite, yeah, high, like whey bar, uh, like protein mm -hmm. bars, uh, energy drinks, sports drinks, pre-workouts, um, it literally, my clients spend money in the shop next door. Why are they spending money in the shop next door? Because I'm not offering what they need. So mm. actually just a, a real small point of sale. Um, and then even if that, let's say each visit they come, it's like three times a week, they spend two or three pounds. You do that for six, seven months, their, their spend goes up really nicely. So Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it like adds up over time. Um, yeah. So we really covered like, the idea is moving forward. And um, one thing that I thought of, you know, cause in the gym business, it's, it's, you know, not always guaranteed that we're going to keep every member, but you know, in your experience so far, what has worked the best in terms of keeping members and what hasn't worked so well? Like how have you gone around those hurdles and, and, and came back, you know, full circle? Yeah, I think the last two years, I reckon I've had a bit of a shift in, uh, so even though I don't spend for marketing, obviously social media is a marketing tool. Um, so my overall message has changed quite a bit. So I used to drive weight loss quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but actually stepping away from that, um, even though there's some underlying tones there, because obviously the initial intrigue or the initial desire for most people to come to exercises to lose weight um so there's still some underlying times there but actually like just making yourself feel better um being stronger being fit for life um it certainly attracts a different clientele that way um when my main message was weight loss you did or you used to get a lot of people through the door that let's say after eight weeks and they hadn't seen maybe weight just drop off them because they couldn't implement some of the kind of lifestyle behaviors that needed to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and actually they're like, uh, it's not really working for me. So um, yeah, retention was a, was a bigger issue than it, than it is right now. Whereas actually just fixing that kind of that marketing message and like you want to be using exercise to be stronger um, or help out with mental health. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just to, to be healthy in, in general. I mean, like a subtle kind of change has definitely um, helped people. Yeah, you don't, you don't get that kind of, oh, I'm not seeing results in the typical sense. Actually, yeah. people, my client base are so much more aware of what they're able to do. It's like, wow, you know what? I can do this now. It's not about, oh, I've, I've lost two stone or I'm two dress sizes smaller. It's like, you know what, what? my body can achieve some things I've never thought possible. Mm -hmm. um, I can so push honestly, this weight. I can run this far, that, which is more important yeah, than losing yeah. two pounds. Let's just be real. Right. Ex exactly that. So yeah, I think that little shift uh, and, and Hey, that's not knocking anyone that does transformation programs, no. et cetera. If it works, it works. But from my point of view, um, that little shift has definitely helped with client retention. And honestly, it's massively helped with community. Like my clients are um, so they don't talk about weight loss a huge amount like so you just that community vibe is is all about 
wow, you know what? You've, how much, oh my God, you're deadlifting this. Like, oh, yeah. I've got my first chin up. Uh, oh, I can do my first press ups. Um, and it just, just creates a little bit more of a, what I would call like a positive positive environment rather than that kind of constant like oh i've got this amount of weight to lose so mm-hmm. yeah and i relate to what you're saying here very much so like i'm not sure what it is i think it's more of just like a like a mental approach to it like if you're only focusing on the pounds lost then you're focusing on like the result and like the outcome you're not focusing on the inputs like for example, it sounds like what you're doing is more of like the, well, as you said, holistic approach, like all around mental, physical, spiritual, all that health. Um, and it's more important to be able to move or, you know, run or push away or, you know, do something other than just lose weight. Cause that's relative to everyone. Like yeah, someone could be six foot five, 200 pounds and someone could be five eight 200 pounds complete and total difference there um yeah i really like how you have made that switch not only for your business but you know personally i just like that approach more i just think it's it sets up better expectations for the clients so that they don't you know churn and then say something bad about the business or share that negative you know word of mouth um yeah so, so far in your journey as a gym owner, cause you know, we all know it's a, it's a long and rough tenure sometimes, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, what has been, you know, the biggest bottleneck so far that is, you know, held you back from achieving whatever goals that you may have set in the past or like right now? Um, I think sometimes, uh, yeah, I'm, caught in situation like i don't know again i'm not 100 percent how the usa work but um in the uk we pay vat um and there's a certain amount of turnover and then once you hit that turnover you start paying vat um and you almost go from being a profitable business then you hit this turnover this certain amount of turnover and then they start charging you back and you're like holy shit oh like refunds in a way kind of like refunds yeah you're basically more tax more tax so um (laughs) it's like you go from like being quite a profitable business and then they hammer you with this VAT. Oh, taxations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We get hard on you too. Yeah. So it's like, wow, I've been paying tax anyway. Now you want to pay, now you want me to pay 20% more tax, even though I've only gone one pound over what I've been earning. Mm -hmm. It's like, so you almost have to take a step back to take a step forward. Um, And as like a smaller business with not, like huge like i can't go real far because i've obviously only a small facility a certain amount of numbers i can take on you're almost stuck in this like oh do i push on or do i kind of hold back and just maintain so um you have to have like a bit of this kind of oh you either go full steam ahead and like push 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 to try and hit the ceiling um or you do literally just stagnate and just you have to accept that you're staying as you are um so I think that's probably been my main thing, honestly, for the last, probably since April, since the shops opened, uh, been in this situation where it could be two days a week. I'm like, nope, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to push and do a few more hours. And then like five days a week, I'm like, oh, Tony, you don't want to be doing this. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, uh, 
it's this constant and obviously one man bands you kind of even though i talk to people and i have talked and I'm part of other places to talk other gym member other gym owners um it's still your decision at the end of the day like you, you've got no business partners to talk to you've got no colleagues as such to talk to um about help and advice about this so it's um it's a tough one it's like in your own head you just go around in this circle all the time this loop uh, and it could be one day of the week you're thinking yeah i'm gonna go for it and the next day you're like Oh, I could really do about this. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. I actually, you know, went through a, a similar thing where it's like, do I go all in or do I just stay where I'm at right now? Um, and I'm gonna challenge you here a little bit. You know, do you want to go all in or do you not want to go all in? So I think that's actually the question I've got to ask myself and have a serious think. Um, I mean, like uh, where where I am kind of from an age point of view and a, like a life point of view. Um, I think there's, it's probably the best time I'm going to get to go all in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be like, almost like a line down the middle, reasons to go all in, reasons not to go all in. Um, and then, yeah, just to kind of see what, see what outweighs. And then actually, um, rather than letting my emotions dictate that, um actually let some stats and uh figures dictate that yeah yeah and i was asked this question too in a recent conversation that i had because like i had the you know i had a person ask me you know do you want to go all in or do you just want to stay stagnant stay where we are and then you know he asked me if you do go all in how is that going to affect you if you don't go all in, how's that going to affect you? So how's it going to affect you, Tony? You know, if you don't go all in, what's going to happen? Yeah. So if I don't, honestly, that's the thing. There's no real negatives to that. Like I'm ticking over things. are Okay. Um, the business is successful. Mm-hmm. Um, serve my current client base really well. Um, so yeah. Uh, if I do, sometimes it's like the, the first thing you see is a negative it's like i'm gonna have a loss of time mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be the one that has to make a few compromises um there's potential for i won't see my son as much um yeah. there's there's at the moment that's the stumbling block i'm seeing the negatives whereas actually i need to almost see past a few of these negatives and um yeah try and think actually if i come out of the pushing all in where could I be then? I, I could probably be even better than where I am right now. Um, so yeah, uh, that honestly, and again, that's that that's that loop that just goes around mm-hmm. all the time, buddy. Mm-hmm. Same on my end too. So I understand yeah. where you're coming from, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, I do have one final question for you here for the uh, interview section. Um, you know, go back to when you first got into gym ownership. What is that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Um, I would honestly just show people that you care. Um, I think that goes a long way, even if you are a shit trainer. Mm -hmm. If you show people that you care about them um, and you're on their team, um, then yeah honestly that will make you grow regardless of how skilled of a practitioner you are um just yeah show that you care it goes a long long way people are wanting that from 
life in general mm. um so yeah try and do that as much as you can with your client base and yeah be them with be side by side with them almost um just so they feel like they got someone in their camp yeah yeah just just actually as someone you know i know said actually give a crap about what you're doing yeah, and yeah. the people you're serving because if you don't then they'll be able to feel that and you're gonna lose business and then go out of business so actually yeah. give a crap right yeah 100 percent, definitely it sounds as simple as that yes well uh tony uh we are running short on time here um, but before we hop off of the podcast, why don't you share your social medias and your website link so our listeners can find you? Yeah, uh, so it literally is just Top Condition PT on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and it is topconditionpt.com on the website for the website. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you uh, for sharing those. And Tony, I want to thank you for hopping on today and uh, you know, showcasing your story and talking about what's going on right now. It was a great conversation. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks very much. Of course. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Claire Eaton of Feel Good Health and Fitness, coming to you all the way from Whitewood Village over in England. Claire, how are you today? What's going on? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic i'm excited to to dig into this i'm excited to share your story and your your wisdom and your lessons with our crowd for context here claire feel good health and fitness before we dive into the business focused conversation and what you do day to day tell us a little bit about this when you describe feel good health and fitness what do you tell people okay um Feel Good Health and Fitness is uh, a community of like-minded women that all support one another with their health, with their fitness, with friendship. Um, most of the women that I would say that I work with are between mid-20s and mid-50s. It's a fantastic mixed group. Um, the older that women get, the more I want them to understand about strength training. So we do lots of strength training, lots of work on health, nutrition. And I called Feel Good Health and Fitness the name that I did because I worked with so many people who said, oh, that's right. I feel so good. I feel fantastic. So I called it Feel Good Health and Fitness because you leave and you feel good. It's yeah. just brilliant for 
building friendships, helping you feel great. You walk in, you might have the worries of the day on your shoulders when you leave. Nothing seems quite so bad. It's a really great fitness group for yeah. a brilliant community of women. Now, the the origination of this, the, the catalyst for all of this beginning, that story is interesting as well. Why don't you share with our audience and, and take us back in time a little bit how this whole thing came to get off the ground. Tell us about the... Okay. Well, um, I live in a lovely town called Nantwich in Cheshire, and I was teaching pre-COVID. I was teaching classes around Nantwich, um, boot camp classes, fitness classes. I wanted to learn more. I didn't feel that I knew enough so I trained seven years ago as a personal trainer because I wanted to know more I wanted to educate myself more so I was doing classes and I started to do personal training sessions with individuals and then Covid hit and as we all know we all stayed home and as well as my fitness classes and personal training I've worked in schools I've taught in schools for 34 years oh my goodness didn't realize how long it was I've taught in schools for 34 years so of course we weren't in school either the world stopped and the head teacher of the school where I work um, has always supported my fitness she's always um, asked me if I'll do fitness classes for staff well-being and uh, do classes with children do PE sessions and she approached me when we were in lockdown and asked if I would do Zoom sessions for families and children of our school to keep everybody active and everybody moving. So I started to do those each week and they were great fun. It's so lovely seeing the families on screen. And then I finished one one day and I just thought, I wonder if anybody else wants a, a fitness class a fitness session every week whilst we're all stuck at home. So I put it on Facebook and asked, would anyone like a fitness session at 10 o'clock every Friday morning whilst we're in lockdown? And so many people contacted me and said, yes, 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 I'd love to, I'd love to. So every Friday morning, 10 o'clock, Facebook Live, I did from my living room a... Um, keep fit session and honestly it got me through lockdown I loved it so much I'd think of because I had to have a small space because so many other people had a small space so I was planning what I could do in a small space like others may have with no no one could go out and buy any equipment so I was thinking of uh, water weights, tins of beans, what, um, tea towels, any sorts of things that we could use as an equipment. And hundreds of people every Friday at 10 o'clock came on to do the um, Facebook Live. I was so nervous. I can't tell you how much my legs were shaking. <laughs> the first one that I did, I was so nervous. And then we just built this community every Friday, all the way through lockdown. And the buzz kept going. So you can't see each other on Facebook Live, but the comments just kept scrolling up and up 
and up. And then afterwards, the comments just kept going and people would be chatting across the comments. And it just kept building and building. And I loved it. I loved planning it every week. And then lockdown came to an end. So one Friday I said, oh, next week's going to be the last one, guys. Lockdown's coming to an end. Everyone's going back to their lives. It's been fantastic. And when I'd finished that Friday, so many people comment, uh, con uh, contacted me and said, well, would you carry on? Would you keep going? I don't want it to stop. It's brilliant. So that's how Feel Good Health and Fitness was born. Yeah. I had no idea, honestly, no idea what to do. I didn't know how to start. All I knew was to click play on Facebook Live. <laughs> that was it. That was all I knew how to do. Well, you so, knew how to coach a class, clearly. I, I knew how to coach, thank goodness I knew how to coach a class. Clearly. So I thought, yeah, I wanted to carry on as well. I don't want to stop. So when I used to teach classes around the town where I live, everyone used to use a booking system called TeamUp. Mm -hmm. So I con that was all I knew to contact. So I contacted TeamUp and explained what I'd been doing and said, I wanted to start an online fitness business because gyms still weren't open. Nobody knew whether we would go back to working out face to face. Right. So TeamUp were amazing. The first meeting I had with them, I ended up in tears and I said, I can't do it. I, just, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm really sorry. I, I don't understand everything that you're asking me to do. And they were so patient. And my two children who were then in uh, in their early 20s were so patient <laughs> and they and team up all combined got me on my feet with my business and yeah. feel good health and fitness online started and it was three classes a week uh tuesday thursday sunday or i'd do um when it was my birthday we did a whole uh, a birthday week uh, or we did when the sun was shining we'd do 7am sessions every morning because the weather was so gorgeous and it just grew and grew and grew and the community is everything that i have ever wanted everybody is supportive and incredible and works so hard and has just created this wonderful wonderful community that just lifts each other it, it's fantastic and it would never have happened if it wasn't for lockdown what an interesting silver lining here I know. Uh, it's it's funny because as i hear that story it doesn't have any element of I wrote out this whole business plan. I was prepared through and through. It's simply that we had passion and obviously a, a product that was in demand. People were willing to, to go out on a limb to continue to ask for this. And so one way or another, suddenly we're a business owner. <laughs> At some point in time, Claire, when lockdowns did come to an end, mm we started taking this in person. When did yes. that all happen? And, and walk yeah. me through that process a little. So for a long, long time, we were all on um, Zoom. There are still ladies, the, the Zoom classes are still going strong, just as popular. There are still ladies on Zoom that I have never met face to face, but they have become friends across the airwaves. And when 
everything was lifted and life went back to as normal as it was going to be. I decided that it was, yes, Zoom is brilliant, but there was the opportunity for all of those people that I'd worked with on Zoom, for me to see them face to face and actually have a hands-on training session with all of these wonderful people. And I was very, very lucky at the time. We lived out in the countryside. There was just our house out in the countryside with um, a three-car garage that was empty. So um, we went, I went, I spoke to my husband and said, I really want to do face-to-face -face classes. We drove around looking for somewhere that we could start a studio. And then we came home and I came in the house and he came in 20 minutes later and he said, I don't know why we've been driving around. We can convert the garage. And we did, and we did it in, oh my goodness, I think we did it in about four days. And, um, and we just made this incredible space with all of the equipment, a huge outside area and created Feel Good Health and Fitness Studio as well as the Zoom classes. And, um, and it was brilliant. There was plenty of place for everyone to park. Once a month we'd do, we'd have a workout and then we'd do brunch. And uh, it was just fantastic. But we'd had a plan and the plan was, we lived in this lovely big house, but the plan was when our children grew up and moved and it was just me and my husband rattling around, we were moving. So we moved and I left the studio. <laughs> I left the studio behind and all the space. And now and somebody else has our dream studio that we wanted. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And I kept thinking, what am I going to do? And all through the move and, and everything that we were doing, I kept thinking, what am I going to do? What will I do? And there's a lovely, as you introduced me and you said, Whitewood, there's a lovely village near Toomey called Whitewood with two lovely areas, two, two lovely housing estates. And in the middle of both those housing estates is this gorgeous village hall that is really quiet. And I approached them and they've let me move all of my equipment there. And I now do all of my classes and my PT sessions from Whitewood. So mm. everything's worked out. Now, you mentioned earlier that the, the catalyst behind all of this was simply posting on Facebook, who's interested mm. and things grew from there. Mm. Is Facebook still the main route for how people find out about feel good health and fitness? How else, from a marketing standpoint, how else do people find you? As I said when I was chatting before, this was alien to me, Joe. It was absolutely, I had no idea how to put myself out there, how to advertise. The only thing I knew was um, Facebook because I think most women in their 50s know <laughs> Facebook. And that was all I knew. And I relied on that. I would advertise myself. I'd put um, photographs on of things that we were doing. I'd put um, things on about when there was a class, um, free taster sessions, come along with a friend. I didn't feel that that generated a few uh, some interest and a few new people, but more than anything, 
it's been word of mouth. I've relied on giving the best possible service that I can give. And people, I still work with the same people I started with back in March, three years ago. They've brought their friends, they've brought their friends. And it's been fantastic. And it's grown and grown until um, it's been difficult, I would say, the past few months with the cost of living and how people have had to tighten the belts. And one of the things that is going to go that's a luxury for a lot of people is a membership for fitness classes. You you can go and walk and run for free. So a lot of people have said, I just can't afford it at this moment in time. But what has always built clients and interest for me has been word of mouth. Facebook, to an extent, I'm not good with marketing. I'm really yeah. not. So for clarification, you mentioned I advertise myself. Does that mean like you used money to to blast this on Facebook or we were just posting content and videos and pictures and doing the content, live stuff? Content, video, pictures. Um, and then I've done the odd paid advert. Oh, okay. And I find, I find that it gets lots of likes, lots of likes, but it doesn't generate people like people who I already work with saying, I've been telling my friend about your classes, could I bring her along on Wednesday? I, I find word of mouth has worked so much better. I just yeah. give yeah. the best advice, the best support, the best classes I feel I can do for people to feel great and they like yeah. to come back and bring the friend, which is fantastic well claire we'll we'll let you off the hook here for a minute i think it makes sense you mentioned marketing is completely a foreign idea to me and so when you attempted these facebook ads and it it got likes but didn't necessarily translate to new members or new clients It makes sense, right? You're a complete beginner at this. It it would be crazy to expect you to be this seasoned expert marketer Mm. on attempt number one, right? Mm. Do you think that, do you think that there's value or do you think that you'll, you'll lean into that as a strategy again in the future at some point? Definitely. I've, I've got to, I've got to, um, I look at other people, I find it really frustrating. I look at other people on Instagram um, or um, different classes and I think we do exactly the same thing. And how have you got to this point and I'm at this point and it's marketing and it's so important. Social media and marketing is so important. The people Uh, One thing that I have done, um, apart from word of mouth and people bringing friends, um, when I've paid for an advert and got lots of likes and I'll think, oh my goodness, all these people, I will then contact them and say, hi, thank you for showing an interest in feel good health and fitness. Would you like to come and have a free taster session? Or would you like to come try a free Zoom taster session? And then I tell them a little bit about what feel good health and fitness is all about. And that does generate some more interest by contacting people individually but it's alien to me honestly it's the one thing I can 
I could create classes. I have classes written everywhere. I love creating different classes and, and working people in different ways and making sure that they leave and they're on an absolute high. I can do that all day long. I can create the playlist and generate the atmosphere, but marketing is so hard. I think that's somewhat the norm in our industry. Most of the time people have this passion for health and fitness and helping mm. people and creating community to your point. And, mm. and very rarely do I talk to somebody and they were a little boy or a little girl dreaming of one day running Facebook ads and sitting behind <laughs> a laptop all day long. This is just, it's just not what That's happens so in our space. Um, but take me to the next step, Claire. When somebody's interested, whether it's a word of mouth type lead, whether they just happened to walk in your hall, whether they found you on Facebook, whatever, walk me through what happens for this person to, to actually sign up. Okay. So um, for an example, I had a lady contact me last week who had seen an ad that I'd put on the Whitewood community Facebook page. And it was really lovely that she contacted me and said she'd seen it on there because you put things out and don't get any response and you think, has anyone seen it <laughs> or is anyone interested? And this lady had seen my ad and contacted me and said that she's moved to the area and she used to run, she doesn't run anymore, she had an injury. She isn't motivated to do anything on her own. She'd really like to try a class. So when someone approaches me and would like to try a class, I then offer them a free taster session. So she came along last week and I always message people because I remember how nervous I was when I first walked into a class and you don't know anybody and you pretend you're messaging somebody on your phone just so that you don't have to look up because you don't know anyone and you can't start a conversation with anybody. So I always make sure that after we've had the initial uh, chat about would you like to come for a free taste of what session would you like to come to on that day or the day before I will message and say hi really looking forward to seeing you don't worry don't be nervous the group is so friendly you'll be made so welcome and I will show you everything to do I always try and put people as at ease as I can because it's daunting moving to a new area walking in where you don't know anyone you don't know what's coming. It's the fear of the unknown, especially if you haven't worked out or you haven't worked out for a while. Then we do the session. We have a little chat after the session. And um, I will then send information about memberships. And uh, later on that evening, tell them how well they did because you, it's hard walking in and doing a workout on your own. Um, send them the membership. Next day, check how they're feeling. and. I'm really happy to say that 99.9% .9 of the time, people who come to a class sign and stay. Now, all of this suggests that first and foremost, you have the experience of the person on the other side of the table. You understand yes. fears, you understand hesitation, you understand the psyche of mm. the average fitness seeker. Mm. And clearly it's playing out throughout your, your quote unquote sales process because 
like you said, 99% of people are, are signing up in some capacity or another. As you look forward with this, obviously our whole conversation so far has just been, how'd you get here? What do you do now? Forecast this thing out for me, Claire. Are we at as many members or as many clients as we can be? Do we still want to grow a little bit? What's the future hold for Feel Good Health and Fitness? I would like to grow. Um, I'd like to grow more. I could do, um, in the middle of COVID, I had ladies from um, Manchester, London, Spain, anywhere, uh, Cornwall, anywhere that was nowhere near me that were doing the Zoom classes. And I'd like to continue that because you can, you can be anywhere in the world and do the Zoom classes. Um, I'd like to grow the classes that I'm doing now. I could do two classes a night if I had enough people to fill two classes a night. I would just like it to grow and grow. When we're working out, there's a lovely walk around the village hall where we do the workouts. And I see ladies walking or going for a jog with another friend or walking the dog. And I think, I don't want to go out and say, come in come and try a class you're loving you don't have to be out in the rain come and try a class uh, and there's so many more people that I would love I'd love to spread the feel good love there's so many more people I can see people down the street I see a lady jogging on her own and think she'd love my classes <laughs> so I want to spread the feel good love as far as I can because I absolutely love what I do, I teach classes, I teach personal training sessions, and I also still teach at school. And people say to me, you can't keep doing your three jobs. You've, you, something I'll have to give, but I love every single job that I do. I'm incredibly lucky. And I would love more ladies that I see jogging on their own, working out on their own. I'd love more of them to know about the Feel Good Fitness community because it is special. It really is lovely. Yeah, it's, uh, it makes sense to me because just in the early part of this, the whole reason that you started was simply because I wanted to help some people. I wanted to mm. expose my community to health and fitness and how mm. they can better themselves and, and do mm. something for themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever Absolutely. bucket we chuck this into. Yeah. And so it's exciting to see and, and hear what the future of this is. We didn't quite plan on being a business owner, but some way or that's, another we are. And, so and now true. you're talking about growing this and figuring out how to expand your business. It's, it's a fun conversation. Claire, that's a good place for us to start to wrap things up, though. Uh, in the short bit of time we have left, why don't you tell our listeners where they can learn a little bit more about this? You mentioned Facebook. What's the, what can people find, where can people find you on Facebook? Okay. So if you go to feel good health and fitness on Facebook or on Instagram, you can find me there. My wonderful daughter helps create a fantastic website for me, www.feelgoodhealthandfitness. And you can find all information, blogs, um photographs timetable absolutely everything is on there for you to come and join a brilliant community of women that is fantastic claire this has been a bunch of fun i really appreciate anybody that's that's willing to share 
a behind the scenes look at their business and talk about how things truly function. And, and at the same time, talk about what they're thinking about when it comes to the future and how to grow this thing. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. I appreciate you. you joining us today. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Liz Schlegel, owner of Bod Remod in Warwick, New York. Welcome to the show, Liz. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm super excited to dive into the business today. But before we do so, tell us about what made you want to start the studio in the first place. Um. Well, I have my degree in exercise science, so I've been in the industry for going on 18 years now. So it's just kind of one of those things in training, the natural progression of things is you kind of start in the health club industry, move up to studio, and then everybody's end all be all goal is to kind of own your own. So just felt like the right time, right place. And yeah, just took the dive. That's awesome. So how long ago did you open the studio? Um, January 1st of 2020. So three years ago. Yeah. Interesting timing there. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about how that went. How was 2020 for you? Like what, what were you able to do to, to get through that time? Um, it was terrifying. I mean, I put my things into the gym and was super excited. I had all these plans and all these ideas. And my initial approach was honestly more small group and group fitness. Um, and then obviously that kind of pivoted completely once COVID happened. Um, luckily I did have a really amazing core group of clients that I had from my previous gym that kind of stuck by my side and we just figured it out. I did quite a lot of in-home training for the six months that we were shut down in New York. Um, and then just kind of slowly started bringing people back in and realizing that groups was just not going to be what was going to work right now. So really did and decided to do one-on-ones so okay so tell us about the business now so as it stands today like what are the services that you offer there how do you describe it to someone who's never been in before so I do offer small group training now uh it's up to four people max it is a smaller space 
and one-on-ones is really the bread and butter of the business at this point. So I am expanding into sports performance as well, but that's also one-on-one at the moment. Um, and it's really, it's become less of a strength and conditioning, like I originally thought it was going to be, and much more of the functional fitness side of things. So just trying to get to the local audience here, it's functional fitness is where the money is. Yeah, definitely where the money is. And I think the most, you know, people are, are looking for that way to get into the gym. People who might be intimidated kind of seek out like a smaller studio. Um, and so I think functional fitness is probably, you know, a good, a good niche for any area. Um, but you did mention, you know, you want to add in that sports performance um, coming up here soon. So what's your plan for, you know, marketing to that side of, of the population? So I got very, very lucky. Um, and I've been very close with one of the major sports performance coaches in this area, Andrew Telosi, for the last 10 years. So things just kind of happen the way that they're supposed to happen. The universe puts you in the place that you need to be in. And he left West Point as a football coach and he was looking for a position. So I brought him in and he has just a handful of athletes that he's dealing with. So he trains them here in the evenings. And then come May, we're actually moving to a space that's twice the size of the location here and really going to start pushing the sports performance side of things. Um, Luckily, this is a small town and everybody knows everybody. And I would say 80% of my clients have high school students that are athletes that Mm -hmm. are looking for that next step. So it's kind of, it's all integrating itself and everybody's kind of working off of each other now. So it's been, been a blessing so far. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I think like networking, especially as a small business and a small community is super important. So, you know, getting those, those people that have good connections in the community into the gym. um, I think that's super smart. Uh, but tell me, how did you find, you know, the functional fitness clients? What was your um, advertising strategy or marketing strategy when you first opened? Honestly, um, I wasn't even expecting to open a gym when I did. I kind of got pushed into it. So I have absolutely no entrepreneur, entrepreneurial background whatsoever. I have no business management background whatsoever. So it's been a learning curve to say the least. Um, but since I was at the other gym, when I left, my clients came with, thankfully, and most of his did as well. And then it really just became kind of word of mouth from there. Um, I did a little bit of social media marketing, but again, I'm just, that's not my forte at all. And I got a couple people that way. And then it just kind of, you find those few people that just know everybody in the area. And then next, the phones aren't stopping and everybody wants to train where so-and-so is training. So. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a total huge benefit to word of mouth. Like people are already trusting you. They already, you know, know that it's great service because someone who's been there has already advocated for you. Um, And so I think that's great. I think the only challenge really with word of mouth is it kind of puts like the clients and the customers in the hands of, you know, when people are coming in, when they're not coming in, whereas something like digital advertising might put you in the driver's seat of getting people in the door. Um, So tell me about your experience with social media. You said a few people came in. What were you doing to um, to promote on, on social media? So again, this area, it's great. So we actually, there's a Facebook group that was, it's basically called Warwick Matters and Monroe Matters. And the people that were leading it were incredible and giving small businesses opportunities to try to get out of that COVID funk that we were in. So the way that I started was I actually just offered three free sessions and it was a lottery and people paid $10 per ticket and all the proceeds went to me. So I wasn't losing any money with those three free sessions um, of getting two people that way, which was great. 
Um, but really other than that, it, I haven't, I mean, thankfully I haven't really had to do a whole lot of marketing at this point, but social media definitely seems to be the way right now to do so. So, so would you say when you move into the bigger space and you have, you know, more capacity to take on clients, would you try digital marketing or paid advertising? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Once we have the space to bring on more clientele and obviously I'm going to be taking on a much larger rent and my overhead's going to be a whole lot higher than absolutely. And I have been smart about my budgeting and I do have an advertising budget set aside that I just haven't had to touch, which is yeah. nice. And when the yeah. time comes, I have a pretty big penny that I can spend towards it. So it's not just little bits here and there. It's going to be like one big, just marketing push for me. That's fine. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, waste money, like trying it here and then stopping for a long time, trying it here. Whereas, you know, if you put aside a good chunk and you really go all in on it, you could see a really good return. Um, but tell me about kind of the client process. So let's say somebody is interested in your services. They give you a call, they respond to a Facebook post. What's the next step? How do you turn that, um, just prospective person into a client? So what I found really works is we have about, we set up a call and it's usually like a 10 minute phone call and it's me just getting a real basic idea of what they're looking for um, and a very, very quick overview of their health because there are certain things that I'm just not comfortable working with. I've had a couple people come in that have like stage four liver cancer and I'm just, I don't have enough experience in that. So kind of weed them out that way really quick. And then we actually schedule an in-person consultation. It's free. It's 30 minutes, they come in, they see the space, and I take them through five basic exercises just to see how their bodies really naturally like to move. And then from there, we really talk about what their goals are because everybody has goals and they might tell you, hey, it's to lose 20 pounds, but there's a whole lot more to it than that. So it's kind of getting to the root of why they want to spend the money on the training. Because if they didn't, you can go on a diet and lose 20 pounds but there's always an underlying. So it's kind of just trying to figure that out and really making sure that we vibe together too. It's, mm -hmm. it's a very personal experience and you have to trust them and they have to trust you and they're giving you their time and their trust and just making sure that everybody kind of flows together. And I've noticed that's made such a huge difference versus just trying to schedule them in here and then talk about money and this, that, and the other. It's build a relationship with them. You, I'm very upfront with my costs because I don't want to waste their time. And I don't want to waste mine either. So I've started recently over the last year, just sending them my pricing sheet right after the phone call and just making sure that it fits in the budget. Because if it doesn't, it doesn't. There's nothing that I can say or do that's going to bring that money to them. So that's been a huge piece of uh, the success so far. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think the more we can dig into, you know, why they're here, the better we are able to help them and assist them and, and create the right program for them. So that's awesome that you, you take the time for that consultation and you sit down with them. Um, and really dig into, you know, why they're there beyond just, you know, lose 15 pounds or whatever. Um, yeah. So going through the client journey, now they're a client of yours. Um, how do you keep your clients long-term? What, what are your strategies for retention? Um, that's obviously one of the harder ones, but again, it's just, it's maintaining relationship. And I know everything about all of my clients. Um, I did make it a point that I wasn't going to take on more than 30 clients at a time. Because at that point, I felt like I was starting to kind of lose track of, all right, your child was where over the summer, yours was where. And it's mm -hmm. when they come in like, hey, how was Charlie's doctor's appointment? Did everything go okay? And it's showing that you care about them as more than just a client. You, cared, you care about them as a person, as a friend, as somebody else. And that 
that's been able to build the relationships and the foundations of my clients that really do keep them coming back. Definitely. I think that's what sets apart, you know, like a, <laughs> sets apart, like a smaller studio from like a big box gym. Like you can go into, you know, a large gym and be assigned a personal trainer that'll, you know, make you sore. But I think there's a big difference between that and someone who really cares about your goals, takes the time to, you know, hear about your family and what's going on in your life and how that contributes to your health. And so I think that's really cool. Um, and then what are your goals, you know, going forward? So you mentioned um, moving into the bigger space, adding in sports performance. When you opened the gym, you know, in 2020, what did you envision for it for the future? Um, not this. <laughs> really? really. Of adaptation that had to occur over the last couple of years. Um, at first, I really thought that I was just going to end up in a real, like a much larger space and do more boot camp style workouts, have 15, 20 people in a class at a time. And that's just, I mean, I'm thankful that that's not the route that I took. And I'm thankful that I was able to kind of step back. And I love what I do now. I love the connections that I have with my clients. Um, but moving forward, I would ideally like to go more into the sports performance uh, side of things again, and also the wellness side, the recovery aspect, the prehab and rehab of injuries, and really dial in on the athletes, um, mm -hmm. with just kind of a handful of like my really core clients that I have at the time. Um, I know some of them aren't going to let me go anytime soon, so <laughs> I think I'm stuck with them just as much as they're stuck with me, and yeah, just really... I want to get back with athletes, ideally. Yeah, that would be awesome. So kind of going back to that marketing aspect, you know, how are we going to pull those people in? Um, it sounds like you have a great word of mouth, you know, structure set up with your new coach. Um, so I think that'll be, that'll be really great. Um, but what systems do you use to keep track of your clients that you have now? Um, and then yourself, how do you stay organized throughout the day? Um, <laughs> So believe it or not, I'm a paper and pen kind of person. Um, I love it. It works. Yes. <laughs> it can't, um, you can't lose something. You can't put it in the wrong way. So that's been really big for me. But there's also a company called Virtua Gym that's been fantastic for me for just being able to keep my clients kind of on track on days that they're not with me. Um, I send them personalized workouts two to three times a week so that they're still moving and they're still holding themselves accountable outside of here. So that's been really big. Um, but yeah, the paper pen and just old school scheduling has been what's really helped so far. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about Virtua Gym. I haven't heard of that one. So does it send like automated messages or does it keep track of like your bookings? What do you use that for? So I use that for my bookings, my schedule, um, payments as well. And they're actually, they create personalized apps for your gym. So you basically give them what you're looking for and they send you over a pre-made library of workouts and exercises, and then you can create your own well, and then you can send them to each one of your clients individually or as a group. So for like my group classes, they get the same exact workout. I just send all of them the same one every day um, and then personalize more for the one-on-one -on -one clients. So, and then you can send invoices that way. Um, my other trainer does like to use that side of it for scheduling. So that's been how we kind of connect them or make sure that we're not overlapping, but yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, 
sounds very beneficial in the organization realm because things can't, I use paper and pen for everything and it can get a little messy sometimes <laughs> losing things, but it does have its advantages. Like I feel like I can conceptualize things so much better when they're like a physical thing in front of me. So I feel you on that. <laughs> a week right in front of me, not having to flip through and yeah, just breaks it down for me a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I think some people would like look at my organization skills and my paper and pen and think that's chaos, but it works for my brain. So that's what I'm going with. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, okay. Well, tell me what would be like a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who wants to open their own gym. A lot of our listeners are prospective gym owners. Um, so if you could go back and tell yourself something in January of 2020 or <laughs> someone who wants to open a gym today, what would that piece of advice be? Um, don't be married to your idea. Be, be open to pivoting, be open to changing and growing. The fitness industry is constantly growing and it's constantly changing. And if you're married to your idea, it's very, very hard for you to let go of that and try to change. But change is how we stay relevant in the industry. Um, that would be the number one piece of advice. And then number two, don't do it all yourself. I mean, when I opened up, it was me, myself, and I. I did everything from bookkeeping to scheduling to accounting to training to cleaning. And I was here from four in the morning till 10 at night every day, just doing everything. And it worked for a couple months and then you burn out. So mm -hmm. it's set a budget aside, hire somebody that you really, really do trust to kind of do more of the back office work so you can focus on building the gym the way that you want to and building the clientele base that you want as well um because I definitely got lost in that and I know I lost out on a lot of clients in the beginning because I was disorganized and I wasn't able to do everything so budget for somebody that you truly do trust and keep them with you <laughs> yeah I think I think that's really good advice I think we start businesses as you know our profession first so for you like degree in physiology not marketing you know I opened a bakery with like the idea that I would get to bake cookies all day and just have to deliver them or sell them but I'm making invoices and I'm like doing social yeah. media marketing and I'm managing people and it's so much different than what you think it's gonna be when you set out to do it so I think that's good advice find help you know get mentorship go to someone who's done it before um yeah. cuts down on a lot of the challenges I think so that's really good advice um, but before we sign out here, tell me what's your favorite part of being a gym owner and your least favorite part. Let's start with least. So we end on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> least favorite is the hours. My hours are crazy because you have to, you have to cater to your audience. And the audience is those pre-work clients. So from four o'clock in the morning to seven, eight o'clock in the morning, and then the evening clients as well. So the hours are, they're still rough. I mean, I do work pretty much 14 hours a day every day, but I've got it now where it's just training and I don't do any of the other crap anymore. So that's been nice. So the hours are definitely my least favorite. I'm curious, is it like your goal to, like if you had an ideal role within the business, would you be training all day? Would you just be doing like the business side of things or would it be a combination of both? Um... Ideally, I would just do the training. That's what I feel most comfortable with. And I've been doing it for 18 years and I've only been doing the business side of it for three. So I'm still not very comfortable with that at all. <laughs> oh, that's <fair. laughs> it's, it's 
growing pains. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anytime you pick up a new skill or try to do, you know, a whole new job, it's, it's going to have its challenges and, and feel like a struggle uphill battle at times, but it sounds like you're doing amazing. I mean, you're moving up to, to a bigger space in a few months. So that's amazing. But tell us what is your favorite part of being a gym owner? Favorite part is really the relationships that I've created with my clients and being able to just literally sing and dance and be goofy and just have fun and see my clients changing and see them reaching their goals. Um, I'll give a really quick example. I have a client who recently, she's been with me for two years. She lost a hundred pounds and she just did her first push up and she cried and cried and cried. And it was just such a special touching moment. And it was she was so happy. She hugged me and thanked me. And it was like one of those things. It was just like, you don't get to experience that in a lot of fields and a lot of industries. So I've been on her journey for two years and she's worked her butt off day in and day out and being able to celebrate that with her. was really, really amazing. That's amazing. That's like the best part of this industry. I think too, is just seeing someone, you know, come in and week after week, build their confidence until they can do something that they're so proud of. And that's amazing. I love that example. Yeah. Yeah. And being your own boss is fantastic. I mean, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Make, but for the first couple of years, there's hours <laughs> you don't really get to make. So I'm finally at a point where I can take some time off and travel. And I know my gym's in good hands with Andrew and it takes a lot of stress off of you. So yeah, definitely. And you work to get to that point. So that's amazing for you. Um, and again, thank you for everything that you've shared with us today. Before we sign out, tell us where can we find you? What's your Instagram? Um, there's a website you want to share with us. Um, please tell us. The website is just bodremod.com, B-O-D-R-E-M-O-D.com. And I actually just deactivated my social media. Um, it was getting a little too overwhelming. And that's, again, where kind of the business side of things comes in that I'm still not great with. Um, <laughs> But personal is at number four, FT, number 10, Liz on Instagram. So. Awesome. We'll make sure to follow along with your journey. Um, check out Bod Remod, everyone near Warwick, New York. And thank you again, Liz, for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Yay, absolutely. All the listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.